<laughs> oh, this is great. Gabby makes me laugh, you guys. And you know what? Like it's been coming out more and more. I don't know if you notice that or I'm just noticing 1, that. 1000%. <laughs> I literally will be in bed like cracking up at a text message that Gabby will send me and I'm just like, "Why are you so fucking funny?" Oh we my need gosh. that. We love laughing over here. Like seriously. That's something I tell to my clients all or ask them. I'm like, "When's the last time you had like a good belly laugh?" Like just curious. And sometimes like too, that doesn't always feel available to us, but I think you've mentioned this before in a podcast episode, like safety is always available in some capacity. And so maybe you do have to search a little bit harder and different points in your life. But like I was going through a stressful time and then I have my friend here who just was cracking me up. <laughs> I'm so glad that makes me so happy. I love to laugh so much. And I think when I say I love to laugh, like it makes it <laughs> seem like, okay, she's probably doesn't actually laugh at real things, but, um, yeah, it's been such a, a part of my healing and mm-hmm. also something that I notice will go offline pretty quickly when I'm not feeling good emotionally and or even physically and so I think it's so interesting that you say that because last year when I met you I was going through a really really heartbreaking time that was like I was in the thick of it when we originally met Mm -hmm. um actually when I was breathing with you yeah on Instagram I was in San Diego in that was in February and that was such a hard time and so it's so interesting that you say it's coming up more now, I think, as we get closer and closer too, but also just my energy is completely different than it was last year. Um, wow. So I hope that that, if you are in it right now and you're feeling some shutdown to your emotions, um, that it does come back. And I also just think that it takes people that you're comfortable with and so I'm so I'm getting I was so comfortable with Kara from the beginning, but I think our relationship started out a little heavier because of where I was and all of that. And so we would often talk about those topics. Mm-hmm. I remember crying with you at like the end of Zoom calls, like a couple of days into working. Yeah. <laughs> I did I did too. We I was would like, just cry. Oh, I'm fucking crying now, but I just I understand. And of course yeah. you're just holding the space for each other. And that, that is, that's great. I, I love that. And I'm glad that we're here now. And it kind of ties into kind of like talks about like, um, ties into what we're talking about in today's episode with Jensen Schoonover, um, about the HTMA, because we've established that I think for anyone following us, um, they know that nutrition is not the only way to support balance in your body. And it's actually just really the way I see it now, it's kind of like this cherry on top, um, because you could be doing all of the right things within your nutrition protocol and all the recommendations that your practitioner gave you. And still you feel like shit. Um, and (laughs) I just remember, like, I'll share this story again, when I was having a picnic with one of my good friends in, um, Richmond, Virginia, And we were, it was sunset and it was beautiful in the middle of summer. And I was eating stuff that I wasn't quote unquote supposed to be eating. And I remember not experiencing tummy issues. I felt great afterwards. And her and I were like cracking up, um, that God knows what. And I was like, I'm going to remember this. Like I can still feel that in my body. It was such a memorable experience and it makes so much sense that my body felt so good afterwards. And so I, remembered that. And I continued to add experiences like that into my life and slowly, but surely things started to come back to center. And I did those things when I was going through heartbreak. So the circumstances won't always align with the, the being able to go out and choose things that are good for you. But I knew that there was no other way. And so intuitively I knew that. And then of course was reaffirmed when I discovered the HTMA the hair tissue mineral analysis test. Um, I learned about it through, I was, um, studying to become a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. And that's where I first heard of the HTMA and learned more about it through my mentors inside of the program. 
and then decided to go into the root cause protocol, um, taught by Morley Robbins and went really into depth with HTMA testing. But one thing that Morley kept reiterating was the concept of safety and how trauma impacts, um, not only minerals, but of course the, the iron component that he so heavily talks about. Um, and that's something that is often overlooked because trauma is not mental. So a lot of us will not even classify that we actually have trauma. It's stored in our body though. And it's, it's through our behaviors and it's through our patterns and it's through our thoughts that our trauma is being manifested into our lives. Um, so time and time again, I'm just reminded of like this concept of like, it's, it's so much more than just doing the things it's the embodiment. It's the spirituality. It's the psychological component that is going to really make a big difference. And also we know that takes a lot of time. So the laughter piece and how that kind of stimulates the vagus nerve and just brings you down into that safe and uh, social engagement system. And you feel connected and you feel that, that aliveness and that lightness in your body. I mean, that's going to help us build capacity towards dealing with trauma and, um, the psychological stresses of life. So it was a really, uh, good episode with Jensen today. Um, as she breaks down all about the HTMA, I feel like we (laughs) probably only covered like 50% of it because there's so much, all the intricacies of HTMA testing. I mean, this is why we say to work with practitioners because it's not taken at face value. Like it's all within the story of the person. And even so like it's, it's just a fine art. And so I love HTMA testing, but I think that it should definitely be done with a practitioner. With a practitioner. I agree. I agree. We were both talking about how, um, we've had clients that have gone through more of an automated service and then they are left more confused after and then end up not having to, but end up hiring us anyway, because they were like, we don't understand what's going on. (laughs) Um, And so really important, but I will say, I think this episode in particular is great for someone that's new to HTMA because we're really going through line by line what the test is showing us and what we're looking for or Jensen is mostly and we're kind of um, giving input as well but it's really great for someone that has heard about HTMA but kind of came in at the middle of somebody talking about it and is a little confused Um, you should gain a lot more insight here yeah it's a bare bones version of what the HTMA actually is. And yeah, Jensen does a great job at breaking down my hair tissue mineral analysis results, which your girl needs some, <laughs> it's just been a lot. Um, these past couple of years, while I love, absolutely I'm in love with everything that I do. It's, it's still new. And I have to remind myself of that. Like I'm, I was not, I didn't go to business school. No one mm-hmm. in my family had owned their own business. So I'm like, really trying to learn as I go. And it's a lot. And especially like as a woman with a cycle and trying to also remember that. And I don't really think like a lot of people speak about that. Like it's, it's fucking hard. Um, but I love it at the same time and I wouldn't trade it for the world. So just continuing to support my body and where it's at today. And I think that's the biggest takeaway. Um, not shaming myself and not judging myself for where I'm at, just accepting. Okay. Taking it as information insight. And here's how I'm going to support that because that really is all the HTMA is. It's going to shift over time. We're never going to reach the space of like, Oh, I'm perfect. And I'm balanced. Like it's just a reflection of what's going on in your life. And that's something that Jensen named in the, in the, in the podcast episode as well. Exactly. And I'm proud of you for sharing your results. It's pretty vulnerable to do so so um yeah it and it and it shows the human in practitioners as well and that we are not perfect we're along this right with you and we have the tools in order to bring ourselves into more balance um so this is a treat getting to see an inside look (laughs) yeah and um we also wanted to put together a resource for you guys because we want everyone to kind of understand that there are foundations to 
feeling better. And so often I think a lot of us search and search in every crevice of the health and wellness space of what this symptom could mean. And we just kind of want to simplify it for you guys, because we could be running into every crevice and actually feel more hopeless and overwhelmed. Um, so Gabby and I created a course for you guys. It's called body basics. And this is where Gabby and I will be sharing action oriented steps in an easy to digest way. Um, just breaking down all of the nutrition basics and nervous system basics in an audio only format with, um, visual visuals along with the audio. So PDFs for you to download. Um, we just wanted something that's like very simple to understand and kind of like a podcast is ish format. Um, but again, you have the PDFs there so that you can look at things because we want to support our visual learners as well. Um, so yeah, that's the body basics, uh, course and the wait list will be in the show notes, um, for you to sign up and get notified when the course launches, you want to be on the list because there is a really good early bird discount for the first 24 hours in the first week. Um, there will be really good prices up until we get to the full price. So be sure to get on the wait list to get notified. And with that, we will head into the show now. So we will see you afterwards. See you later. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Body Wisdom Podcast. We are your hosts, Kiara Orbe and Gabby Barboza. Welcome, Jensen, to the show. Thanks for coming. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to get into this conversation today because we all know that a lot of our audience is very interested in HTMA testing. So I'm excited to break it down because I only found out about HTMA testing like two years ago, and it has completely changed my life. Um, I'm super grateful for this test. It's extremely validating. So why don't we begin by um, explaining what HTMA testing is? Yeah, absolutely. So I apologize, first of all, if you can hear the Navy outside of my house right now. Um, I don't think we can uh, hear it, but that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> I just happen to live in like the flight zone. And of course, uh, we're, <laughs> there's, there's flights going overhead right now, but I'll ignore that. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, here to mineral analysis. So I completely agree. I hadn't heard of it until a couple of years ago myself um, when I graduated from the NTA program. I didn't know that we even as a health practitioner, as we, that we had access to testing. Um, and with my own story of getting through like magnesium, like totally changed my life. <laughs> and um, I stumbled upon hair tissue mineral analysis testing um, afterwards. And I was like, whoa, like this is, this is awesome. So basically hair tissue mineral analysis, it is a soft tissue mineral biopsy that provides a reading of the mineral deposition in the cells and the interstitial spaces of the hair over a two to three month period. So Basically, what that means is we're using a sample of hair. It's more than just a single strand. I always like to make sure that people know that it's not just like pluck one hair and send it <laughs> in, um, that we need more than that. We need about a teaspoon of hair. And the lab is able to analyze the heavy metal and mineral content in that hair. And we're able to use that information to understand the heavy metal and mineral content in other tissues in the body. And this is really important because there's no other way to get this information. We can test blood, we can test urine, we can test stool, but we can't test tissues. Like there's no easy way to get a biopsy of tissues. And so it gives us really interesting information. Um, we do have to read it in a different way than um, like any, than a typical lab report because it's what's being excreted into the hair at that time, um, you know, during that time period. And um, it gives us about two to three months worth of data because we're taking like the first half inch or so of hair growth closest to the root. So it gives us like a broader um, amount of information than like a single moment in time for, again, blood, urine, stool that you get like that one time chance. And so, uh, yeah. So, and it, I always like to make sure that people know 
that it's a screening test. It's not a diagnostic test. So we don't use it to obviously diagnose any sort of disease. Mm -hmm. It just gives us that different window into the body that we can't see in any other way. Right. So when we're looking at the HTMA, it tells us mineral status, and then it gives information about heavy metals. How does that then kind of guide us on what we would do um, for someone's symptoms? Like, what does the HTMA tell us? What are some, what it would be like in a breakdown of maybe one area that it would tell us information about? Sure. So, I mean, minerals are essential for all life. Like they are needed for every single enzyme reaction in the body. And so it's, you know, we always talk about like root cause, like minerals at the, are at the root of literally everything that we do. Um, and so for example, like mineral, we always, I always like to say that they're like the spark plugs of the body. Um, they are involved with enzyme reactions, contracting and relaxing muscles. So that's not just like going to the gym and lifting weights. That's like your heart is a muscle. And so the contraction and relaxation of that, um, nutrient transfer nerve conduction, pH balance, all of these things that are just fundamental. And so if your minerals are imbalanced, uh, you likely are experiencing some sort of symptom because of that. And so it's also really important to say that, um, every single mineral affects every other mineral in the body. So they are either antagonistic or synergistic with each other. And so we look at HTMA results as a whole. We look at like different ratios between different minerals and different patterns that are showing up in the minerals. So we're not looking for what what is your calcium number? Do you need more calcium? It's like, okay, if your calcium number is high, but this is also high, this is what it tells us. And Mm -hmm. so it can give us information about everything from digestion uh, to blood sugar, thyroid health, adrenal health, detoxification. Um, I mean, it's, it's like the broadest test I feel like that's out there that just gives you this overall picture because of how important each, like all these different minerals are for different systems in the body. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's what I love about it so much. And what I try to explain to clients is that this is, these are the foundations. So the same way that we're working with the foundations that the NTA taught us, digestion and blood sugar, if we can also get data points to tell us, okay, this might be why you're experiencing this. And that's what I love about your app is that you can plug in exact symptoms and then it's telling us the exact result on the mineral test that is like similar to what that symptom is. Yeah. Um, and I think clients love to see that. And I love to see it for myself. I actually just sent in a test as well. And I'm so excited to get it back because it's like, okay, that gives me a reason instead of, oh my gosh, what are these thousands of things that this could be? Um, that could be the reason for this symptom that I'm having. Um, and then tracking the progression over time. So because this last two to three months, then you really have that dialed in look versus this really bird's eye view of, did this happen years ago? Did this happen now? Um, Or maybe it's a progression, but at least we have what the last two to three months look like. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so interesting to see how, when you put a client on a, on a protocol based on their HTMA results and then being able to test, you know, what they were doing over those past two to three months, what those changes were. And then you can directly look at, okay, so now the the magnesium is much lower, which is good. And it shows that we're holding onto our magnesium better and um, that all of these ratios are coming more into balance. And then you're also able to talk to the client about how their symptoms have decreased as their minerals have balanced out. So that's definitely my, my like favorite thing about the app too, is plugging in the symptoms and being able to see exactly in the results where that symptom, where do we look for that symptom inside the results? I love how you emphasized the importance of minerals. Um, because I think when you're at your doctor's office or just mainstream media, they're just like, don't forget to take your vitamins and your vitamins are so important, but it makes me think of something like beef liver and how many fat soluble vitamins are in there, but there are also like, uh, a lot of minerals in there as well. And, and I, f- could you talk about the relationship that minerals have with vitamins? 
Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, that's like a huge topic, but basically there's antagonistic minerals and with or antagonistic and synergistic minerals and vitamins. And so we have to have minerals to be able to use the vitamins too. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I mean, I don't have like a chart in front of me right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> nothing I can. So on. complex. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> the, the main thing to know there is we don't, it, it all comes back to balance with those. We don't want too much or too little of any of them. Um, and the minerals we can only get from our food vitamins, our body is able to create. Mm. Um, and so, but you need those minerals to be able to have a, you know, for your body to be able to use those vitamins too. Yeah. That makes total sense. It's so crazy looking back to childhood really quick. When I hear the word vitamins, the only thing, the first thing I think about is the Flintstone, like (laughs) vitamins and I would eat them, but I would eat like multiple and I don't know. Oh man. I feel like they're the gummy vitamins are like the Flintstone. Yes. The gummy, they are the modern day Flintstone. (laughs) They are. Total garbage, but I think we're doing something good. I still get questions about them. I still get questions about them. Like, what do you think about these? I'm like trash. (laughs) I actually, I looked into the Flintstone vitamins pretty heavily a couple of years ago because I was working with, um, bariatric clients, people who had been through bariatric surgery, um, because that, that affects their minerals so much and the absorption of minerals. And, um, my brain basically exploded because I found out that most of these bariatric doctors are recommending the Flintstone vitamin for their, yep. And I looked at like the, you know, the ingredients in it and it is, it is nowhere near, I mean, you know, I don't know how much we trust the, 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 I think it's like the bariatric, bariatric medical association or whatever. They're like, they're, um, breakdown. Yeah. yeah, Their main people are (laughs) like, uh, doing the research and saying what vitamins, people after bariatric surgery need. And the Flintstone vitamin does not meet any of those criteria, but that is still what they're recommending because they say it's like digestible. And like, they're getting like 0.3% of certain vitamins that they need. It just didn't make any sense to me. And it Mm. was like, why is this happening? It's just as one of those things just drives me crazy about the medical system. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, um, now we can move on to my test results. Um, I'm so curious to hear what you have to say about them. I took, these tests are like about a year apart. Um, and yeah, it was very shocking to see the most recent test, which I took a few months ago. I'm actually due for another one. I still have yet to do it. Um, but yeah, we can pull those up. Yeah, I have them up here. Um, and I actually plugged them into the app as well. And so I wasn't sure, um, if, are you going to be sharing, um, are you able to share them like in the show notes? Is that what you're going to do so people can see them? Yeah, well, we can, um, I think you, if you want to share your screen now, I think you can for our YouTube viewers. We can do that as well. And then, yes, we'll put them in the show notes so others can see. Yeah. Just because I think it's um, interesting for anyone to see what these results look like um, because they can be really overwhelming at first where you're like, okay, it's a super colorful report. (laughs) And (laughs) there's a lot. Yeah, there's a whole lot. And so it's always just really helpful to actually see it um, and all the information that we get. Um, Do you want me to walk you through like what I look for? Yeah. Just bare bones basics for anyone who is not familiar with HTMA. Sure. So what I like to do is I like to start by looking at the person's metabolic type. Um, this is what helps us understand what dietary strategy is going to be the best for them. So your metabolic type is a slow one. Um, there are slow meta- uh, metabolizers and fast metabolizers and it, neither one is, um, you know, there's not like a perfect metabolic type. That's a question I get a lot. Yeah. And what we are looking for overall with everything related to minerals is balance. And so, um, what this shows us is that you are likely burning through your 
minerals and everything at a slower rate than, than a fast metabolizer who may need some help, like slowing down where they're, they're burning through their minerals, like too fast. And so you need help possibly speeding up. Um, and so we can make dietary recommendations around metabolic type, um, slows typically need more carbs, um, more protein and less fat. They don't do really well, especially with like a keto type diet. Um, and they, they really don't need a whole lot of added fat. It's fine. Like the fat inside whole foods, that's great. Um, but just the like dumping on of extra cheese, extra oil, all of that, that's better for a fast metabolizer. Avocado toast. Yes. <laughs> oh man. I used to do that all the time. Yeah. No wonder. Yeah. While at the same time eating spoonfuls of nut butter and I felt yes. like crap. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then I always like to point out the first four minerals, um, in this purple area, these are the ones that we look at first. We all, that's the most important thing on this test, because when these forks, calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium are not in balance, literally nothing else can be in balance. Um, and so we always have to focus on those macro minerals first and, and then, um, that will directly affect everything else. In the pink area, we have the heavy metals. So we do not make any claims of like heavy metal toxicity or anything like that from an HTMA test. All this is showing us is what was being excreted in your hair at the time that you took this test. And so you could, you know, heavy metals are stored in your tissues for years and years and years. And your body is going to decide on its own time when it's going to be release, releasing or detoxing these. Um, we don't force detoxification by any means. And so the, the main thing that I use this, the pink section for is knowing if you potentially have any exposures to heavy metals in your life that you aren't familiar with, that you would never know if you're like living next to a golf course or you live next to a farm that's spraying pesticides or, um, that your, your water is, you think your water's filtered, but maybe it's not getting everything that we need out of it. And so, um, your results are showing that you have some arsenic, some mercury and aluminum. Now, knowing that this is, a test that, or like a retest, we look at it a little bit differently because I know you've been optimizing your body for the last couple of years working with this. And it's actually a good thing to see the heavy metal content to increase on future tests because we know we're working on balancing the minerals, which helps excrete, helps your body naturally excrete more heavy metals. So your exposure to arsenic, mercury, or aluminum could have been, you know, mercury, for example, like you may have gone through like a sushi phase in, in uh, college where you ate a ton of tuna and you were exposed to more mercury than, than maybe you knew about. And your body is just now getting rid of that. So it doesn't mean you have an active exposure or that you're mercury toxic or anything like that. We just, we use this information to ask questions and figure out is this a current exposure or it could it be a previous exposure and how can we just support the body to best continue to eliminate those? So, um, with regard to those, Kiara, um, do you happen to know of any specific exposures that you've had to arsenic, mercury, or aluminum? Well, I'm just thinking of like brown rice, mm. like brown rice noodles. Um, not that I consume a lot, of them, but they are like a part of my diet. And I do try to source like organic, um, white rice. I soak and also cook in the pressure cooker and cook higher amounts of liquid with my rice. Mm -hmm. And then mercury, I'm assuming that's just like water or, um, pesticide exposure as well, like with produce and not washing it well, um, or using tap water or yeah. Um, I never was a big like fish kind of gal. Um, but I think the most, I remember there was a period a few years ago where I was going through a salmon phase and I was eating a lot of salmon, but I know that's a smaller fish tuna. That would typically be a mercury source. I wouldn't think. Okay. Um, tuna, a, 
like once a week and I do get the, what is it? The Albacore, like mercury safe, Mm -hmm. um, less mercury than other can tuna. And I never like sushi. Don't really see that I have any of the other, I mean, production of chlorine. That's interesting. I mean, I spent like, I don't know if that's like being in chlorine or like the production of it. I don't know what that necessarily means. Cosmetics probably like, I mean, Lysol, I've, I've been around it a uh, long time ago, bleached flour. I don't eat gluten anymore, but I'm sure I definitely consumed a good bit of it. Um, growing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's just, there's so many places where these heavy metals are just lurking. <laughs> and yeah. if our body doesn't have the ability to excrete it, and energy to excrete and detox and our livers aren't working, you know, optimally, um, Mm -hmm. they can build up. And so this is always, it's always good to just have this information because sometimes we'll get a client result back and their arsenic is like all the way up at the top and you're like, Whoa, where's this coming from? And so it's like a bit of a red flag. Um, Aluminum, I know a lot of times comes from like, if you eat out quite a bit, um, Mm -hmm. because uh, a lot of restaurants use aluminum pans and cooking on aluminum foil and all of that. Mm -hmm. So we just have to try to reduce our exposure to these. There's never going to be a point where we can fully eliminate every single heavy metal from our lifestyle. But as long as we're being aware of supporting our body getting at the minerals it needs because heavy metals bind onto the same sites. So for example, like um, zinc and cadmium have a similar chemical structure. And so if you don't have enough zinc, cadmium will, will bind to those sites inside your body in place of zinc Mm. and can be used as such. And, but cadmium is going to cause huge problems and you need zinc. (laughs) And so if you have enough zinc, it kind of pushes the cadmium out. It's like, no, we don't need you. So, um, and then down here are the, in the green section, these are like the, the micro minerals, the trace minerals. Um, again, we really just focus on these first four, um, mm-hmm. and that directly affects these. Some of the interesting ones down here, um, lithium, that's a really interesting one when people are dealing with like depression, um, or like bipolar. And I, it, you know, this is a very different, our, our recommendations are very different from conventional medicine where it's like li- taking lithium is this, it's like in a really high dose. Um, I've seen huge changes in clients with um, just a micro dose of lithium. Um, and it's completely safe. And then like titanium and zirconium, these are two that um, sometimes we see if somebody's using like conventional deodorant, um, or they like just had a a filling done. And so it just gives us like, each one of these just gives us like little clues. That's uh, really interesting to know about the body, but what, what it all comes down to really, as you guys know, are the significant ratios. Um, Each one of these correlates with like a, a, a part of the body is kind of the way that I look at it. So what we're looking at here. So the calcium to phosphorus, your calcium to phosphorus ratio Um, when it's really high, like it is here, it's showing that you're in a parasympathetic dominant state. Um, and we, our goal is to get all of these ratios into this white area. So you do have quite a few that are, um, in the white area, whether, I mean, they're a little bit low, we would love to see these like maybe a little bit higher. Um, but this one is obviously the standout as, uh, being like off the chart. (laughs) And so. Um, this is like, this is what we call the autonomic balance ratio. So parasympathetic state. So that's like the rest and digest, rest and digest mode. Um, but there's a healthy version of rest and digest and an unhealthy version of rest and digest. I'm sure as, um, you guys understand. So when it's high like this, I always ask, like, has there been anything that has happened recently in the last couple of years or anything that has that may have caused you to kind of burn out where you have like default, like you were in fight or flight for so long that you've like defaulted to this parasympathetic state. Yeah. I think that 
starting a business (laughs) (laughs) like really up there on top of that moving and trying to figure my life out. I, yeah, absolutely. And that's, that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, the NAK ratio here, this is another really important one. This is actually the most important ratio on the whole test. Um, we want this to be at 2.5 or higher. And what this, I mean, it tells us a lot, but um, it gives us information about protein catabolism and adrenal stress. Um, And so have you, I mean, obviously with the moves and starting a business, all of that, would you say that um, you've been experiencing like adrenal stress? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the CAK ratio is the thyroid ratio. So when it's high, people are typically experiencing symptoms, um, that are real, like that are hypothyroid type symptoms. We again, never say that we're diagnosing hypothyroidism or anything like that. Um, but the symptoms correlate very well, um, because of calcium and potassium's relationship with the thyroid and, um, basically getting thyroid into the cell or sorry, getting thyroid hormone into the cell Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and cell permeability. So, um, yours is not super high. Um, I tend to see people's like really high. So this looks pretty balanced. I think on, on previous tests, has has it been higher? Yeah, it was higher. Mm -hmm. Okay. And were you experiencing, um, symptoms? I feel like, Yeah. I feel like all of my life, there's always been like the, the cold hands and feet, the anxiety, the, what I always thought of like as a sluggish metabolism Mm. and like not tolerating carbohydrates well, and just not feeling energized. Um, that has definitely improved. I would say, I think 2020, um, in 2021, things started to feel better as far as that goes, but there's still like, I think what I'm experiencing now is probably just cold feet. My hands are warm. My hands feel (laughs) warm, (laughs) but my feet, they've just always felt really cold. Yeah. (laughs) Well, your ratio is pretty balanced. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's, that's really good to see and to hear that you've had that progression. You know, you've seen this, those changes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the zinc to copper ratio is, um, they call it like the hormonal imbalance ratio. It has a lot to do with copper imbalance, which is, you know, another (laughs) huge topic. I'm sure, um, that you guys could maybe cover in a different podcast, but, um, we don't really focus on this one on a first test for sure. Um, we have to focus on the other getting other ratios and minerals in balance before we start dealing with copper imbalance. But, um, a lot of that has to do with adrenals and bile. So, um, so yours is a little bit low there. The sodium to magnesium ratio is also known as the adrenal ratio. And like we said, so this kind of goes hand in hand, seeing that your NAK and your NAMG are both low are showing adrenal stress. Um, yeah. And so what are you, what are you doing currently to support your adrenals? It has gone up, which is awesome to see. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it happens so slow. Oh yeah. I feel like that's probably the the ratio that probably takes the longest. Yeah. Especially if adrenals are super tanked. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like 0.49 or something like that on my first test. And I was like, wow, how Oof. am I even functioning right now? <laughs> yeah. Um, lots of whole food, vitamin C, um, lots of salt. Um, I support magnesium topically and also some mag glycinate, um, even some mag malate, but also I think for me, I've always been curious about like why my adrenal glands are working so hard. Um, and so then that's when I got into like nervous system work. And Mm -hmm. so I work with my stress physiology there from a somatic perspective and, um, yeah, I just, I kind of just bring my awareness to them and just by doing that, like, um, really quick physiology lesson, your adrenal glands are like in the back of your body and they sit on top of your kidneys and they're about the, the shape of a triangle and the size of a quarter. And so if you can just like imagine that in your mind's eye and, and imagining them maybe even pumping out cortisol and adrenaline and, and keeping you alive and doing everything that they can 
um, to prioritize your survival so that they can keep you safe. Just even bringing your awareness towards that can do so much and inviting them to soften and slow down just for that moment. Um, and so that I feel like has been really, really helpful for me because it's often not, I mean, you can speak to this too, Jensen, like it's not that you're not consuming enough salt yeah, all all the time, like, or too much salt Mm -hmm. on the other hand, because I think my sodium was really, really high on this test. Um, but yeah, like I, I eat a bunch of salt and I've been doing that for the past two years and yeah, I think, um, I mean, there's a lot, I mean, I know blood sugar, balancing your blood sugar also has a lot to do with supporting the adrenal glands too. So that's been an emphasis as well, making sure, um, I'm getting enough protein, making sure I'm creating safety in my body through nutrition, um, has been a big shift in my life these past couple yeah. years. I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head here. Like we can look at all of these ratios, the minerals and wish, <laughs> wish that it was just like, Oh, I just need to increase my magnesium in my diet. I just need some more pumpkin seeds and like, everything's going to change. And the reality is that minerals are so heavily affected by stress because we burn through certain minerals at faster rates when we are under stress. And then when those are being burned through other minerals and vitamins have to compensate. And so it becomes this imbalanced system. And so it really truly comes back to stress and stress management. Um, and that is, I mean, that's why it's so amazing what you're doing with the somatic work and all of that, because we can help people support their bodies with the right food, balancing their blood sugar, trying to get optimal digestion so that they're getting the, um, absorption of the correct minerals, but if they're still burning through them at a crazy high rate, because they're totally stressed, Mm -hmm. it doesn't do anything. Yeah. And so that's like the deeper, (laughs) the deeper information that we can see here is the, the HTMA test gives us kind of a stress report of what's happening. Yeah. And it can feel, I remember someone told me, um, at the very beginning when I was trying to figure out my symptoms in 2016, and they told me like, you're stressed or like, it's all in your head or whatever. And it felt very invalidating. So that's not what we're saying here. Like, but it's also really important to kind of come to terms with that and like, ask, ask yourself, like where in my life do I feel stressed? We all feel stress, but a lot of us actually have a really poor tolerance towards it. And sometimes for a lot of the clients that I see, um, daily stressors can feel like nine one one emergency and catastrophe. So it's really the response to stress mm-hmm. that we're discussing. Yeah. And there's those external stressors of just living normal life. And then yeah. those internal stressors, like heavy metals, like what are we being, mm-hmm. what is our body being exposed to that is yeah. causing stress that we don't have a lot of control over, but if we can eliminate those sources from our life, that's going to help with our overall stress load. Exactly. Yeah. I love that you brought that up. Stress can mean so many different things and it'll take time to peel back all of those layers. I mean, I think that's really important to emphasize here. Like this is not an overnight process. It's been years since I've been (laughs) uh, dabbling into the, the realms of health and wellness and it gets easier, I promise. And I think, um, the more you can do to avoid overwhelm, or I guess the less that you can do the better. Um, yeah. cause it is such a slow process. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so just, just to finish up your results, um, the last ratio I wanted to go over is the calcium to magnesium ratio, which we've talked about, uh, blood sugar a lot. This is the blood sugar ratio and, um, yours is a little bit low, which, um, tends to show hyperthyroid or sorry, hyperglycemic tendencies. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, we would just want that to come up a little bit, um, but it is within that balanced range. Um, but the closer to seven that we can get it, the better. What are, I'm sorry. Um, what are some symptoms of hyperglycemia? Cause I usually feel like I see hypoglycemia on HTMAs. Yeah. So, I mean, the hyper and hypo both have similar symptoms, um, but it's basically just your blood sugar regulation, you're crashing and 
and coming back up. And it's just, you want it to be so much more stable. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so is this helpful? Yeah. (laughs) I know you, you are the HTMA expert too, but sometimes it's fun to go through it together. Yeah. Well, I think, um, one thing that a lot of my clients, and I don't know if this goes for you too, Gabby, but, um, they're always concerned about their thyroid when they come to see me and they, they understand that it's, um, running the show when it comes to our metabolisms. And so they're focused on that word metabolism and it makes sense. Um, and often find that everything comes back normal on a lab, uh, blood work with their doctors. And when they come and run an HTMA with me, not that we're diagnosing, but they do have that cellular tendency towards hypothyroidism or hyperthyroidism. Um, so can you kind of explain why that happens, um, on an HTMA versus blood work? Yeah. So basically calcium, the relationship between calcium and potassium, um, affects cell permeability. And so you might be seeing that they are in from your blood results. Um, it might be showing that you have plenty of thyroid hormone in your blood. Um, but the problem is, is that because of the mineral imbalance, that thyroid hormone is not able to get into the cell to do what it needs to do. And so this can be just, I, I find it to be like the most validating ratio on an HTMA test, because the problem is, is that we're all going to the doctor saying, I have all of these symptoms and then they run the test and then they tell you, oh, well, it looks fine. And then they don't have any answer for you. And this shows us something that we can do to help the thyroid hormone get into the cell more effectively. And that's typically increasing your potassium consumption. Yeah. Um, calcium is, so I can't remember what my number was, but I think calcium shell is like 160. Was it 165 165? is, um, is a calcium shell. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what are some ways that you would typically recommend that calcium coming down? Yeah. So cal. So yeah. So we want to increase potassium mm-hmm. and decrease calcium at the same time, but that doesn't necessarily mean decreasing calcium consumption in your diet. Yeah. It's because, you know, calcium has so many cofactors for it to get into the bones where it needs to be. Effectively, we don't want calcium in our tissues. 99% of the calcium in your body should be in your bones and in your teeth. Um, and so when calcium is high in the tissues, in the hair, it is showing us that it's not going where it needs to go. And, um, so you might be eating calcium, but because of different hormones and, um, mineral balances and vitamins and all of that, you, it's not going where it needs to go. And so the biggest thing that I see make a shift for calcium being shuttled to the bone is increasing your vitamin K content. Mm -hmm. Um, so I typically personally put people on a vitamin K2 supplement or like a super K type supplement, Mm -hmm. um, because that directly helps calcium get into the bones. Mm -hmm. So if we can get the calcium out of the tissues and into the bones where we want it, that lowers the calcium in the tissue level. And then we can increase the potassium level. Then that ratio decreases and the symptoms associated decrease. Yeah. What are some symptoms associated with the high calcium level? So with just a high calcium level, um, the symptoms, you can have like joint pain, um, So, I mean, anything that's calcification, like that, that's the word calcification. And so, um, a lot of times when people have high calcium in their tissues, they, they can like feel it in their, in their bones, in their tissues. And once we start breaking that up and getting it back into the bones, they, they, it's like, they're not so achy. I think achiness is one of like the main things. Um, but then there's also like a psychological component to calcium being in the tissues And, um, so if somebody has had like trauma or something, calcium is very like protective mineral. And so people can be kind of holding onto calcium in their tissues as like a protective mechanism. And so there's, there's the actual physical calcium in the tissues and then, um, breaking it up and 
seeing how it changes their psychological side too. It's been so fascinating to see the calcium come back on clients that feel like they have a flat affect um, and don't experience a range of emotions um, because those are the ones that I often see the calcium through the roof. And then they have kind of this thing, especially people that were taking birth control or um, something that was influencing their hormones as well, it seems that they notice that their emotions completely turned offline. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember that in my own experience too, when I stopped taking birth control, I, I weaned off of my antidepressants and also stopped taking birth control around the same time, which looking back, I was like, what was I thinking? But at the same time, I started to cry again. And I was like, whoa, this is great. Like I've been wanting to cry for years and I haven't felt like I could and I couldn't force it. Um, And so sometimes when you break up that calcium shell, you do notice the emotions coming back online. And it's really important to know that's normal and you're not going crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Especially the crying. That's like a huge shift that people see, especially when their calcium is so, so high in their tissues and, and it starts to go down. They, they're like, what is happening? I'm so emotional all of a sudden, but it, I always tell people that, um, it, it will regulate, like, you won't be crying constantly, <laughs> but, but it is good to be able to feel your emotions again. <laughs> and what about if the calcium is like super low, super low, um, typically your, your body isn't absorbing enough okay. calcium. And so we would want to typically if calcium is really low, then the other minerals, the other main minerals are also really low, um, which would put us in like a four lows type pattern. And that shows us potentially malabsorption in the gut, maybe something like a parasite or something that is, um, making it where you're just not getting a whole lot from the food that you're eating. Mm. And that's typically with like a fast oxidizer. No, no, typically with slow, but you can see it with both. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so on the note of thyroid function, what are your top three ways to support thyroid function from a mineral perspective. Yeah. So like I said, um, adding extra potassium into your diet is really key because the recommended daily allowance of potassium is 4,600 milligrams. Mm -hmm. And there is no way we're getting that without actively focusing on potassium. It is truly difficult to get that Mm -hmm. much potassium, but it makes a huge difference when you start getting it. So that's why the adrenal cocktails are really helpful. Um, I really like just coconut water in general, like having a coconut water electrolyte drink on a daily basis. Cause that's like 800 milligrams of, um, of potassium in one cup. So that's like an easy, like bang for your buck type thing. There is potassium in most whole foods. There's like a small amount. And so if you're focusing your diet on whole foods, you're going to be getting a good amount of potassium, but usually we need that extra boost of potassium. So like also russet potato skins are another um, big source. So don't, don't shave off the skins, leave the skins on. Um, So increasing potassium, eating enough food, I feel like makes such a big difference. So I know it's not necessarily mineral specific, but by eating enough food and enough calories and not thinking that, I mean, I'm sure your, your audience is probably mostly women, not thinking that we can just subsist on 1200 calories and be fine. Um, that decreases the stress in the body, which also obviously affects the minerals. So I find that especially when the thyroid ratio is really high and people are experiencing those hypothyroid tendencies, like weight gain and all of that, it feels so counterintuitive because they think I just need to keep cutting down what I'm eating, what I'm eating. And Mm -hmm. they really actually have just like starved themselves into this and they really need nourishment and enough calories so that their body can feel safe. Right. And so often I think that people are eating so little based on our society and not realizing that it's impacting everything else too, like sleep. Um, I actually have had a hard time sleeping lately and I realized that I don't think I'm eating enough, not consciously, but just, I, I was thinking back to my day of eating 
in the middle of the night the other night. And I was like, whoa, I did not eat enough today. And that's probably why I'm not sleeping right now. And we can kind of just see, okay, this is something that I can change tomorrow and it's okay. And also with not eating enough, there might be a day where you are eating so much because your body is trying so hard to get nutrients and you never feel full. And so when it, when people come to me and they say, I'm eating 1200 calories and I'm not losing any weight, I often ask them or wonder, is there a day where you're kind of refueling? Mm -hmm. And maybe that's putting you over this calorie limit where that's preventing any fat loss, if that's your goal, Mm -hmm. because you're so imbalanced from day to day and your body is just holding on to safety whenever it can. Um, so that yeah. impacts your thyroid too, because then your thyroid doesn't feel safe with your metabolism in the way that your, um, those behavior changes. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the, the third one, um, that I just thought I would mention is making sure that calcium has what it needs to get into the bones so that if you're increasing the potassium level and making sure that the calcium is going where it needs to go, those are going to be the, the biggest driving factors on helping your thyroid from a cellular perspective, tissue perspective. And for someone who has hyperthyroidism, like would the recommendations be the same or would they, I always get that question, like for someone who's running an HTML, like, um, or they come to me with a hyperthyroidism diagnosis. They're like, should I be supporting it the same way? Like, so typically hyper, if you're hyperthyroid, you have, um, a fast metabolism mm-hmm. from um, an HTMA perspective. And so what I would typically recommend in that circumstance is following the fast metabolic type diet. So we don't want to be focusing on carbs and protein so much. The fast metabolizers are going to do best on a higher fat diet. Um, so not going as heavy into like keto, like I don't, I am not a fan of that for women really ever personally, but, um, making sure that they're getting the majority of their calories from high fat sources, is going to slow them down. And that will directly help the hyperthyroid tendencies. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. I think, um, food is such a charged topic, especially if you've been dieting for decades and, (laughs) Um, it can feel very counterintuitive to eat more fat or eat more carbs, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when you are trying to lose weight or put on weight, um, it can feel very daunting and scary. And I think, um, one of the things that I've learned and will always continue to remind my clients of is to go slowly, um, because it can be so tempting to want to fix things right away and go from zero to 100. And I just don't think that our bodies, like we have to kind of move at the pace that our body is trying to heal at, which is very slow. Um, because otherwise it, going from zero to 100 can actually, and same thing with nervous system work. Like I, I think with everything, the concept of titration is just always to be at the forefront of any recommendation. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to shout that out. (laughs) Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So, um, Jensen, where can we find you? What do you have in the works right now? Um, how can people work with you? I know also a lot of our listeners are practitioners as well. So yeah, if you want to share a little bit about instant, uh, HTMA professional, that would be awesome. Sure. Yeah. So I am not currently working with clients myself. Mm -hmm. Um, because my whole goal is training practitioners on how to use HTMA in their practice. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have a few resources. I mean, obviously they could reach out to you if they're wanting an HTMA test Mm -hmm. done. You guys are um, amazing at what you do. Um, But for any practitioners who are interested in learning more about heritage mineral analysis, I put together a super comprehensive guide um, that's totally free and it answers the biggest HTMA questions that I hear. Um, just because I know that adding a new lab or if it's maybe your first lab, it can feel super overwhelming. So I made sure that it covers info. Like if you're legally able to offer HTML to your clients, the exact um, instructions that I send to clients on how to take a hair sample and how to get an account with the only HTMA company that I recommend. Um, there are a few places that do, I guess what they call heritage mineral analysis, but there's a problem with a lack of standardization in this industry. And so there's one lab that I trust. And so I teach you how to get an account with them. Um, and then 
From a business perspective, it also covers how hundreds of practitioners are using this lab to strategically attract clients and organically grow their practice. So it's called the ultimate guide to adding H2 media practice. Um, and I just hear from practitioners all the time on how much clearer they are about how to use the screening test um, to benefit their clients. But um, you can also find me at test don't guess on Instagram. That's uh, that's where I'm at on everything. So I have a test don't guess Facebook group, test don't guess on, on Instagram. Um, and if, if you're looking to get an HTMA test done for yourself, I think reaching out to either one of you is really the best place to go. <laughs> mm. Um, cause I know you guys will do like a full protocol based on results and, um, follow up and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And really quickly just wanted to talk about your app because, and the course, like the course that you've created has been, I've been through a couple programs that have touched on HTMA or have gone in super in depth with HTMA, but I feel like the way you have, um, designed your course and the app itself is just phenomenal for lack of a better word. Like it's just so easy to understand and digest. You've broken everything down so that there's like no question. Like I really haven't had to ask any questions. And what I love also are the the Q and a calls that you offer, the case study calls that you offer. So you really get to apply the knowledge that you're taking in from this course and kind of just talk about it amongst other practitioners who are in the same boat as you. So kudos to you because I love talking about this app and, um, have definitely talked about it with other practitioners who have then signed up for the app. Um, and yeah, the course definitely, it all, it all started with this app. Cause I, I was overwhelmed with clients and, um, needing to do this a lot quicker, um, and do the analysis a lot quicker. Yeah. And so it all started with the app and then, um, people who were using the app were like, we need a course. <laughs> and so, um, I broke all that down and yeah, it's, uh, it's been really amazing. I love, love, love watching practitioners use HTMA with their, with their clients, because not only is it a great, uh, it gives us just so much information. We just, there's so many labs available and this one is just, it's affordable and it's, um, it just gives us a wealth of knowledge about what's going on with somebody. It's a great place to start. And so I love supporting practitioners in that way and hopefully speeding up their process, um, behind the scenes so that they know exactly, it just helps people feel more confident having that app that does all the analysis for you and looks at all these mineral patterns. Cause when I was looking at them and I was trying to memorize all of this information, I was like, there's no way there's yeah. literally no way I could remember all of this. It's a so. lot. And it's, it's easier to, um, to explain things to clients in layman's terms so that they understand Absolutely. as well. Um, yeah. so yeah, the app is like this plug and play where you get the HTMA and you get to plug everything into this app and everything kind of is like you said, done for you. Um, so yeah, cannot recommend it enough. And I think Gabby feels the same way. So Yes, absolutely. It's a game changer and really helps you have as a practitioner. I feel so much more confident and energized to have client calls, which is what I want to do is when I'm on the client call, feel like I have a lot more space to hold for them versus spending hours and hours and hours behind the scenes. (laughs) And then, yeah, it's a game changer for sure. Yeah. So we'll put the link below in the show notes if you are a practitioner and feel that that is right for you. Um, Yeah, so that'll be in the show notes. And I think that's all we have for today. So thank you for listening. Thank you so much. And thanks for coming on, Jensen. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Before you leave, don't miss out on one of our sponsors. Did you know when we sleep, we're our most vulnerable? This is why it's so important to optimize our sleep environments as much as possible. And sometimes that means simplicity, less chemicals, less EMFs, less blue light. So on top of winding down away from electronics before bed, I like to also make sure my bedding is as clean as possible for optimal hormone balance. And I don't just mean sheets fresh out the dryer. We spend so much time in bed getting rest. I can't remember the exact amount of years we spend in bed, but it's a big number. And unfortunately, lots of fabrics today are covered with hormone disruptors and we don't even realize it. So I've started off by switching my pillows. My favorite body pillow is made by none other than Savvy Rest. It's built with certified organic kapok, 
And kapak is a cotton-like substance that grows from the ceiba tree. These trees can be found in tropical climates from Mexico to, to West Africa. And Savvy Rest believes in utilizing natural resources rather than synthetic materials for our health and, of course, the health of the planet. Savvy Rest body pillows come with an unbleached, naturally colored organic cotton casing with a soft flannel finish. If you'd like to purchase yours today, be sure to head to SavvyRest.com and use code KMW for a discount. We hope you enjoyed listening to the episode with Jensen. Um, we hope it was really helpful, especially if you're just beginning to understand HTML testing, or even if you're not, even if you've been in the game for a little while, it's really nice to kind of reinforce those pathways of thinking. And um, maybe that'll help you with you and your clients. So if you are a practitioner and you're interested in Jensen's course, Instant HTMA Professional and the app, I really cannot tell you like, the value that this has inside of a health practice it's incredible and i'm she's the first person to do it so yeah it's just going to continue to get better we will put the link in the show notes for you to join um and then you can also use code kiara50 for a discount and as you can probably tell, the HTMA is so insightful into your own health, your own mineral status, heavy metals. And if you are watching on YouTube, you can see exactly what that looks like. So if you are interested in getting your own HTMA testing done, Gabby, uh, myself, offers the HTMA consults. And then if you want to work with Kiara, she offers the HTMA in conjunction with trauma work and somatic experiencing. And she's enrolling for her VIP clients for only a few more days. So if you want to work with either of us, the links will be in the show notes and we would love to guide you on your journey. Thank you for listening and we will see you guys soon.